Well, hello everyone. This is Brandon, your Mr. Bullet Leather 2020. And today we have David Sugar. Hi, David. Hey, how are you? Good, good. I know you had a, you've had a full day, but how was your, how was your event? Well, it was good. Just going over. Uh, I mean, I was with some, somebody that's from California. Oh, really? I wonder if I know. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll get more into into your events and stuff like that. But before we get going here, um, for those audience members that might not be familiar with who you are, uh, could you just give us like a little snapshot of you? Okay. I'm David Sugar. Um, back in 2022, uh, won the title Mr. Mayhem Leather Bear and very active in the community. Uh-huh. I'll go into all of that because that resume is probably the we'll go through it together <laughs> yeah we'd probably have to spend a few episodes on that yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well tell us about sort of your focus in the community but the focus that i have in the community is on disabilities mm. uh, m- myself having been diagnosed about 25 plus years ago when i was 18 or so graduating mm-hmm. high school with what was then called Asperger's, or now called high-functioning autism. And my focus has been working on bringing visibility to disabilities, mm-hmm. um, and also um, along the way, really helping make you know kink play, um, leather community, and events more inclusive and accessible to those with disabilities. Awesome. How long would you say you've been active in like the kink leather scene? Well, my first entry to it was when I DJ Shipmate Daddy Christmas, probably 2015, 2016, around that time. But I joined Shipmates in 2018 um, as a full member and have been a member with them since i'm currently their vice president mm-hmm. and this coming april we're celebrating 50 years oh awesome congratulations i will definitely be asking a little bit more about shipmates and some of the organizations that i know you're a part of the vixens clifton but you kind of touched on something like your first experience in uh, in leather and i i kind of want to dive into that a little bit can you tell us a little bit about, about your first exposure to that kink world what that felt like and what it looked like really for me um my first exposure was Mm -hmm. more about the people okay Um, i became involved initially in with shipmates Mm -hmm. was because um i was interested in um well the people that i met that's why i wanted shipmates Okay, so what? Well, what is Shipmates then? For those of us who don't it know, is a leather Levi's social club. That Got was it. Founded in 1974. And is Since, this a male uh, presenting only club, or is it across the board? Male, female, all that. But, awesome. Um, but when I joined it, I really had no exposure except for the people I met mm-hmm. to the leather community. It wasn't until a little further down that year that I met somebody. Throughout that year, I met these two guys that 
well, they weren't connected with shipmates in any way, but uh-huh. um, they had a dungeon in their basement. Oh, okay. Um, that's one. That was probably my first real exposure to some kink. Okay. Then I met somebody through that, and through that person, they got interested in some kink activity. I wanted to explore more, so not really through them, but through mm-hmm. a roundabout way, I decided, let me try to explore this. I met my alpha, mm-hmm. who currently is deployed in Saudi Arabia. Oh, wow. Um, and the rest, you know, after meeting him, the rest really becomes history. It's a part of history, yeah. yeah. Well, you said you first came into it mainly because of, like, of, of the people um, that you've encountered. What was it that kind of struck you as special about the people that you met at that first moment? Not even sure. It's just I made friends and I mm-hmm. wanted to become part of that group of people that I became friends with. So mm-hmm. I was like, why not join? I mean, at the time, I had no idea. Baltimore has two leather clubs, Command and Shipmates. I had no idea what's the difference. I was just like, oh, I have friends in shipmates. You were there and you were present and <clears throat> and you made connections. Yeah. Right. And it I sounds mean, like they made you feel safe about exploring some kink that day in the dungeon. Well, the people in shipmates didn't. Mm-hmm. But when I found these two guys on a website, um, I was just like, I want to explore a little more. Hmm. And I reached out and they were both, quote unquote, um, being Jewish, I don't know what they considered themselves, but they were running their own church and in oh. the basement of their house behind a bookshelf, they had a dungeon. What? Yes. <laughs> Wait, Wait, okay, so you have church in your basement. No, and then behind a bookshelf. Their church was one of the first floor of their house, in fact. They were running a church oh, in their wow. house, too. I think that's really cool, though. I think that's really cool because it kind of shows like the the whole person. I think we always get stuck into like, oh my gosh, like, oh you're you go to church, oh but you're also kinky. That's kind of cool though that they had that church on top of uh, the, the first floor. They, they were like bishops or something in the new Catholic uh, church, something that they put together. Wow, so, that's funny. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm Jewish, so yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what they were doing. And since then, since about two years ago, haven't seen them at all. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, but they kind of they kind of got your toe dipped in the water a little yeah, bit. They got me interested because they had this one um, submissive that was interested in, you know, that I met who actually said, Oh, I'm interested in pet play. I was like, hmm. what is that? I want to learn more about it. That submissive being like freshly 20, me like early For- 40s or okay. actually late 30s, early 40s. I was like, I want to learn. He was like, no, you're not right for this. And hmm. Why would he I, say that? He was young. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I found a roundabout way, learned got myself involved and yep met my alpha and all of that 
and in fact became part of Leatherhouse for a little while. Okay, wow. Well, let's talk a little bit about pet play because um, you you mentioned how you kind of got into that on your first taste. Uh, what is it about pet play that got you interested? What attracts you to that? It just something I wanted to try to check out, try see what it was all about. Um, by being interested in that, if I hadn't taken an interest, I wouldn't have met my alpha. If I hadn't met my alpha, I probably wouldn't have started to develop the platform mm-hmm. that I developed. And if I hadn't developed that platform that I developed, uh, well, if I had it, also if I hadn't met my alpha, I probably wouldn't have competed for any contests. Wow. So that one interest and exposure really kind of set you down a path like it really changed the direction of your life right and by being that one uh 20 year old i'll say i was he turned 21 the august of 2018 Mm -hmm. he was very shipmates and i was 39 he Mm -hmm. was like let's try some sort of relationship i was like okay then he was kicked out of his the house he was in, um, and it was just bad news. So, so maybe it wasn't right for like you or two together, yeah. but yeah. but it didn't mean that it wasn't right for you, like it the pet play. Yeah, but if I hadn't met him, I wouldn't have decided to try learning about that. Right, right, absolutely. So, would you say that you? Um, like primarily identify with pet play in your fetishes and your lifestyle um, one, or the other, one, others? It's one of the things that I identify with. Yes, I have a pet persona. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was from, I've been since uh, 29, beginning of 2019, I've been a member of Capital Pups and Handlers out of DC. I was vice president for that uh, um for that club from February 2020 just until a few months ago and I said I don't have the time to be part of this anymore. That's the that's the hard thing about being a leader is you have to find the time yeah. to do it and then if you don't have the time you don't you feel like you're not giving the role what it needs right so, so yeah but let's talk about your title then, because you said yeah. that kind of also sparked your platform to take you to, was it Mr. Mayhem? The first title I ever competed for. So we have to start from the beginning. Okay. <laughs> My alpha Twilight, who is, as I said, currently in Saudi Arabia, he was a collared submissive to Eli Roth. Um, okay. I won't go into too much detail there, but... Prior to me meeting um, Twilight, Twilight and Eli went up to Philadelphia, and both of them competed at Mid-Atlantic Pup and Hammer Contest. Okay. Eli had won. The idea was they wanted to both, when Eli had won Mid-Atlantic Handler, mm-hmm. Twilight, won, Twilight was going for Mid-Atlantic, which he did not win. But he had started doing classes under the name Let's Go Play and running Baltimore Pup Night 
which is where I met him first. Okay. Uh, one of the Baltimore Pop Nights. And he had been running educational classes. So March of 2019, we were running class called I'm Challenged and Kinky as Fuck. And that was basically a roundtable discussion called Over at Clifton Pleasure Club that we had found, started using for space. And Ryder Tidwell, um, Atlantic States Boot Lab, and myself um, co-hosted that discussion. A number of people showed up, and it was just a good discussion about disabilities and the kink leather fetish community. Flash forward a few more months later, and I'm like, I want to try competing for a contest. First contest I ever competed for was Maryland, Mr. Maryland Leather, and it was in November of 2019. I needed to have some sort of platform, of course. So we went back to that and played off of my experience, my first experience at Mid-Atlantic Leather from January 2019, where around me at the time, Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at me, somebody with Asperger's, high-functioning autism, the biggest issue that I have, communication. So I want to try doing any type of kink play. How do I let people know? And if somebody's interested in me, how do I know that if I can't read the nonverbal cues? Hmm. Uh, one of the things a friend suggested to me was flagging because there. It's an honorable way of letting people know what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. But that's started the um, basis okay. for the platform, which was first formed at Mr. Maryland Leather. Mr. Maryland Leather, there were three contestants, myself, two others, and I was first runner-up. Back then, Maryland Leather had tradition um, of whoever the first runner-up was would get some funds from command if they decided to go compete at Mid-Atlantic Leather. So Ah. just by... That's kind of cool, though, because you're first runner-up and you feel like it's not over yet. I mean, so I decided, you know, why not take those funds and go compete over at... go 45 minutes down the road yeah, Mid Atlantic Leather. Um, I was the only one. No, there was only one other. There was one other person who had not won a title. But out of seven people, it was. I will say it was a competitive group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Michael Christopher, David Spivey, um, Pop Lucky, who is who was. Um, representing Mayhem there. Mm-hmm. You had Mark Richards, Mr. Connecticut Leather. So you had a number of great competitors there who yeah. already had titles. And I'm there, you know, only my second time competing for anything. Very new, pretty much into the leather community in a lot of ways, in kid community. Mm-hmm. And competing for this title. As far as leather, myself, the pants I had I got off of jamming leather, so they were, they didn't fit the best. You know, shirt, I got off of uh, Amazon. Mm-hmm. So 
it was for as far as formal weather. So I was piecing things together, but the one thing I didn't piece together was something that went along with my platform, hmm. and that's a pocket flag. So Wolf Striker, well, Joffrey helped me at first when we were talking around his house. He showed me some pocket flags he had, and what ended up happening was Wolf Striker helped me come up with a prototype for a pocket flag now for sale. On the foreground, you have a wheelchair logo. Hmm. And on the, behind it, you can change out the color. You can put in a leather oh. insert, change out the color for whatever you flag. Right. So that pocket flag, the idea is when using it, mm-hmm. ask about the the first idea was this is going to bring visibility to those with disabilities. Yeah. Because somebody with Asperger's, you might not know that they have it. Right. PTSD, you don't know that they're dealing with that. Right. Step, you don't know. You only can see the physical disabilities that are physical. And you can't see all physical disabilities either. Also. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea with this is ask about the disability first, then discuss the case. Got it. That they're interested in. And, and that sort of sets the stage for an open discussion after that. Right. And wow. these are now available for sale. Wow, through, that's so cool. Site. I don't know that I've heard of anybody prioritizing that as part of their platform in, in the way that you're saying, like with that with that uh, uh, pocket square, the pocket flagging. Have you had a chance to go out and sort of test the wild, test the waters with it? <laughs> I, I was just at um, at OKC Kink Weekend this past weekend mm-hmm. where I did a class and somebody came to the class that I did and said, oh, well, we saw you having that pocket flag and we're very intrigued by it. Oh, wow. So it's already oh, starting a discussion. Just even what is that? Yes, and people have asked all around. Um, How cool. And there's people that have said, oh, I need that. So there's a link to it in the chat. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice, yeah. People hearing will, will uh, but we're on Zoom right now. Oh, wow, that I, that's really nice. That's really cool. I'm going to have to put a link to this in the, in the yes. podcast notes. Yeah, this is really cool. So um, I... They redesigned it, and that's the one that they have for sale now. But I have both the original, like the prototype, and yeah. the one now. It's like a, uh, it's like a, a leather pocket square. Yes, that's yeah. what it is. How uh, cool! So, I that was one of the first steps mm-hmm. in the development of my platform. Um, and that after- was as you had. Uh, as Mr. Maryland Leather at that point? I developed that right after Mr. Maryland Leather. Got it. Okay. But I was going to compete because I needed to find some way to continue to develop my platform mm-hmm. uh, between November and January. Not much time. Yeah. But, you know, I decided why not do something. But this um, has like a, like a personal connection to you in many ways. And yeah. You know, wherever I go now, um, if people see me, 
mm-hmm. pop flag. Wow. As long as it's in the appropriate settings, of course, too. Mm-hmm. I typically have that anywhere I go. I had it at IML, had it when I competed at Bears, Bikers, and Mayhem. In fact, I remember at interview for Bears, Bikers, and Mayhem, they they asked me to, you know, I did the interview, mm-hmm. walked out. They asked me to come back in, and they were asking about that pot flag. You're talking at the at the at the uh, interviews for International Mister Leather. No, for Bears, Bikers, and Mayhem. Oh, got it, got it. And that was a great. I mean, once they saw that pocket flag, it felt great just telling them about it and seeing their eyes light up and learn about, you know, so they knew what that was. Right. It felt like I was making some, like a difference out there. With this pocket flag, I know the wheel, some people might say, well, you're using a wheelchair, which is meant for physical disabilities. Well, there is no great universal disability. Um, I was just going to say that that is a universal disability. Like that's it's, that it's is what comes to our mind. Yeah, disability that I could find, and I'm like, why? You know, unless somebody comes up with something better that is universally recognized, mm-hmm. I don't want to create, you know, twenty different pockets. Just have one there that is for everyone that. Has, I prefer rather than calling it a disability a challenge because mm-hmm. if you call your disability a disability then it potentially will hold you back mm. call it a challenge then you have that opportunity to work to challenge yourself to improve yourself find ways right. to work with that disability it's almost like disability implies that there there is no ability to X, Y, and Z, but right. a challenge implies that there is an ability to, to go forward. Yes, and everyone, you know, no matter what it is, everyone has a way to find, make themselves work to fit it. Hmm. Even the, you know, even somebody that might not have arms and legs they're going to find a way to, you know, make it around and survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a challenge for them. But if you don't find a way, then you've let that take over. Yeah. You don't let it take over, then you can live as close. It Not a normal life like we think about, but a life like they as much of a normal life as they can. You're not now not allowing that whatever that challenge is to overcome your life. Right. And that's why I call it a challenge right. rather than disability. If you you shouldn't let a, something overcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most people, I I fully believe that most people out there have some sort of challenge even if it's undiagnosed somebody has everyone has something now did you do you find like um i mean did you find it it challenging like you said with communication like running for titles and communicating with the judges and and things like that 
yes, it is a little harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the notes in one of my judges' interview, um, they mentioned more eye contact, that, you know, different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really hasn't held me back in any way, really. I mean, obviously, you went to international with some yeah. other competition. <laughs> that, that's the biggest competition in the yeah. in the world. I mean, and I'll be doing World Bear in September. That is uh, awesome. So your current title then is is it Mister Mayhem uh, Leather Bear? I stepped aside from it back in May. Yes, got it. Okay, but I competed for that in May of twenty twenty two. Who would have known that when I competed for? MAL in January 2020 that the world would shut down. Oh my gosh. And yeah. A few months later. Um, but it also gave me the time to continue. My alpha told me, you know, while there might not be contests, you can continue to work on the platform. Yeah. So yeah. I continued to do that. I held some Zoom, uh, you know, some round tables on disability within the community mm-hmm. and last one i had really made a difference i had somebody join that said well having a disability not being able to do stairs walk being in a wheelchair mm-hmm. a lot of the venues are not accessible to me hmm. And all I want to be able to do is be able to be inclusive. I want these events to be inclusive. Mm -hmm. So what ended up happening out of that was my, was the page disabilityaccessible.com. I worked with a group called Pleasurable, which right now I think is no longer around. Okay. But um, the person that was basically running them helped me create this form. And this form can be sent to event organizers. Mm. I will start up for them um, with different, you know, instead of a www, maybe for BBM, bbm.disabilityaccessible.org or .com. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they can send it out to their attendees. And their attendees then have this anonymous form that they can fill out. And through that form, the event organizers find what they need to make oh, the event, for that event as accessible as possible. Wow, that is so useful. And then, you know, something like this takes a lot of time when you have a thousand things you're organizing in an event. This is such a great way to give to the community in such a way like this creates a a very quick and easy way for people who don't necessarily know the the right questions to ask even like it's all there yes and so i've been trying to get that out to event organizers mm-hmm. um the next big step that i'm taking is i'm working on um and it's going to take a little while but putting together a 501c3 that these event organizers, whether they use this form or not, Mm -hmm. come and request funds um, to help make their event as accessible as possible. 
So if they need wheelchair ramps, if they need interpreters, if they need low sensory spaces, uh, they can then come request funds for what they need. I mean, that's a huge resource. And that's my goal. Um, it's starting, you know, right now, as far as funds to even get this off the ground, mm-hmm. I have basically zero. But the idea is if I can get this built and start working on getting the funds, then it will um, go from there. I mean, all you have to do, David, is is create a few events where you wear that sexy underwear and you make some money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all I have to do is uh, learn how to sell some raffle tickets. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, there you go. There you go. I tell Uh, you, for every event I've ever participated, selling raffle tickets is the hardest thing to do because you're going around and it's just like, it's like, for me, it's like one of the most challenging things to do at an event. <laughs> well, of course, um, that's a portion of World Bear. So uh, Joffrey, who's helping me get ready for that, has me doing that every Sunday at Eagle and Exile, an event that they have at a bar here in Baltimore called Mixers, mm. where we have Jack Thompson bartending for us every Sunday. Oh, cool. In fact, if anyone makes it to Baltimore on a fourth uh, Wednesday, they have jocks and socks at Mixers and jocks bartending. Oh, wow. In his underwear. In his. uh, (laughs) Lovely. Lovely. (laughs) So, you know, come out to an IML, (laughs) get a drink from him, and, you know, if that's not enough, you can come any other Wednesday and yeah. <laughs> one Wednesday he does bingo, one Wednesday he does trivia. So <laughs> I love that. I love that. So where where did where do you go from from here? How did you get from Mayhem to IML? From so the reason I went for Mr. Mayhem Weather Bear, Joffrey, mm-hmm. I had the choice of Mr. Mayhem Weather Bear or Mr. Mayhem Weather to compete for. Originally, I was going to compete for Mr. Mayhem Leather, but I hadn't filled out the application yet. And Joffrey had come to me and said that he had heard no one else was competing for Mr. Mayhem Leather Bear. This was about a month before the event. He suggested that I consider competing for that title. I had in the past, you know, considered myself bearish, um, mm-hmm. but never really active in the bear community per se okay Uh, i didn't even know that there was really per se a bear community in one way or another i knew leather community and i knew subsets that there were people that considered themselves bear but i didn't know that there was a full organized like bear community itself right um two weeks before the event there was somebody else that decided to compete for the title too so so you had a little competition (laughs) um and i the reason i went for it is it had its intersectionality of both leather and bear so i didn't have to identify as just bear okay i could identify as both leather and bear typically 
Bears, Vipers, and Mayhem will send Mr. Mayhem Leather mm-hmm. to IML and Mr. Mayhem Leather Bear to a bear competition. It used to be International Mr. Leather Bear prior to prior to it going away. Now they've been giving a choice between North American Bear and um, World Bear. Mm-hmm. Right after I had won the competition, myself and Colton, Mr. Mayhem Leather, 2022, we approached one of the producers of the contest and said, if I had technically sponsored shipmates, would it be okay if I went and competed? And they were fine with it. I also made the promise that I would go compete at a bear-centric competition. And so I'm following through with that too. But anyway, so when is this competition? Has it happened uh, yet? End of September. End of September. In Orlando, Florida. Oh, wow, that's not too far away. Are you ready? Yep, and Joffrey <laughs> and I are driving down to that. Um, awesome. And which competition is this one? World Bear. World Bear. Competing for the World Cup title. You have competed in more competitions than anyone that I know. <laughs> this is the third. The, the third. The fourth, right? Yeah, the fourth. The fourth, the fourth yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know... I know in the leather community, they say, they talk about title chasing. Uh-huh. This, for to me, I'm not trying to chase. You're just I'm kind of being chase. led. This is part of your path, I feel like. It's part of the path. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have competed at MAL if it had not been for that opportunity by being first runner-up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have competed for anything else, but yeah. I decided... Let me give MAL a try. MAL let my appetite. um, And then I was like, let me. And it made me feel like now I can go back, try another competition. Right. Each one kind of led you to the next one, I felt. I feel like. I. By doing MAL, it also made. After seeing Jack win IML, it gave me a goal to try to set to be able to make it there. Yeah. Um, Because I knew Jack prior to him winning IML. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been a process that built upon itself. Now, Uh, what was your experience at IML? Because, I mean, that's where we met. I felt like it was just like boom, boom, boom. So IML, my experience of... while <laughs> I probably was at fifty, I probably came in fifty-four out of fifty-four. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. I was right behind you. <laughs> I will say it was a great experience. The brotherhood that comes out of it. Oh yeah. Um, just being able to say that I did it, um, where not many people get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it was. It's more about the experience than winning. And I knew going in, um, I didn't want to have the expectation of winning that. Mm -hmm. Instead, I used what I already had. Didn't put much money into IML. And decided, you know, I'm going to go there for the experience, for that brotherhood medal, for meeting others. 
and yeah. being part of something. Yeah. Unfortunately, Colton, my Sash brother, couldn't make it due to a number of things that had happened. Mm. But they still had Bears Bikers of Mayhem representation there this past year. Now, without without outing any of like the secrets of of uh, participating in the competition, was there any like one special moment that you could pull from that weekend that stands out to you that was like special to you? I feel, you know, just some of the times that the entire group was together, mm -hmm. uh, not even on stage. Yeah, just being able to. It connects everyone and it shows that everyone, you know, no matter if you're first or 70th or whatever. Yeah. You're all part of something. Mm -hmm. And after that weekend, you know, it, people don't really care where you came in. <laughs> yeah. They just care that you came. Right. And then you came in somewhere. Right. Yeah. In so, here and in here. In here, and <laughs> <laughs> he got it. He got it. You got no, it. <laughs> uh, but, but you know, those the memories of it and everything. Yeah, those those are the things that will last, and those are the most important things. That you know, I would say anyone that's won a title, if they do identify in leather. If they can make it to IML, they should give it a try. Yeah. Even if they, the rules are pretty straightforward, saying that if you have a title, you can compete at IML. But, you know, if you're, for instance, Bears Bikers of Mayhem has the two titles. Mm -hmm. You know, if they ever had a question on something like that, maybe they're, at another competition where there's a bear and a leather title. Yeah. Just go and ask the people at IML, can I come compete? I have this title. Uh even if there's even if their title doesn't specifically send them. Right. I would say what's the harm in seeing if you can? Because mm -hmm. it's worth going and um giving it a try. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But not all titles will send their um, title holder to IML. But if yeah. you can do it on your own, um, why not do it? <laughs> yeah. And it's not like you're like taking the place of someone else. You're just adding yourself to the group. Yes. And, but what, yeah, you're totally right. It is about like, there was like a specialness to, to being like those small intimate moments, like in the, like when we weren't even on stage together on stage was very, I mean, like, I don't know, I'm a violinist. And so I perform. So as soon as I get on stage, I'm in performance mode. You know, I feel like it's, it was different than like what you said, being in the back area, like backstage, I mean. Um, and I don't know that I've ever experienced a group of guys that I had something in common with that was like universal like that many people in one room spending the weekend together. And that I think was very special. It felt, it was one of those things that thinking back to it, something I would never pass up. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that I had that opportunity. I mean, even more powerful when they announced 
that top 20. And we knew, of course, 34 of us didn't make the top 20. Yeah. Um, still, the way they had those contestant handlers, you know, that were there to make sure. Yeah. Uh, and I think in the end, it really was, you know, it really says a lot. People of all different backgrounds, not everyone got to give their platform right there on the stage. But what you're doing here is allowing people to discuss what they are doing. Well, you know, I was going to ask you, and I don't know if you're if you're ready for this or not, but uh, like you said, 34 of us didn't get to share our speeches on stage. And I wonder if you have yours written out and handy, and maybe if you wanted to share it. I do. Um, I don't have it right in front of me. <laughs> if I did, because I, I I felt like that was the that, that was the one thing that I was kind of disappointed about. It wasn't that I wanted to make top twenty to make top twenty or whatever. It was I didn't get to share like my vision. I didn't get to share my story. I didn't get to share my speech. Like. You know, I got to go up there and do my performative thing and the pecs and personality and um, wave. But like when you don't have the opportunity to share your speech, there's like a huge chunk that you really didn't get to share with your with the audience, you know. And, and that, yeah, I found it right here. What I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could read it right now if you want. Yeah. Me to. Yeah. Go for it. Basically. And. I will say, this is the same thing that I said, more or less, with changes mm -hmm. from 2019 at Maryland Leather. Mid-Atlantic Leather did not have a speech. So this is what it is with modifications. Okay. And I will say, I'm very lucky to have, I've mentioned him before, Joffrey. I'm yeah. very lucky to have him around in my life. He, from... Beyond my alpha, he's been probably the person that's done as much, if not more, to help me make, help me succeed at these co competitions. Mm -hmm. He helped me with my speech. He's helped me, he helped me with my IML application, helped me with so many other things. But mm -hmm. here is what I have that I would have said. In 2019, I attended my first Mid-Atlantic Leather and had an overwhelmingly good time, but I struggled to access the space as a leatherman with a disability. You see, I'm on the autism spectrum. I know you're all shocked. Now, I don't see being on the spectrum as holding me back. I just have different challenges to overcome. MAL was one such challenge for me. I was in a sea full of the hottest leathermen I'd ever seen but I was trying to figure out how I could possibly swim in that sea. Hmm. After that, I made it my personal mission to help bring visibility and inclusivity to those with disabilities, those like me. One way I thought of was a pocket square to help people with disabilities find that they could do all types of play with maybe a bit more help or understanding than our able-bodied siblings. Maybe you've seen me wear the pocket bag I helped develop along with Wolf Striker Leather. When we made the first prototype, 
I had hoped to help other folks like me with disabilities, disabilities flag and flirt a bit easier in the community. So often obsessed with looks and fit body type to flag and announce to the world that while we may, may be disabled, we are still other folks deserving of love, affection, and kinky queer sex. <laughs> That's it. And the crowd goes wild. Yeah, but... Um, and, and you would have lost points for going over 90 seconds. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, and who really cares? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, yeah, you said what you, you know, kind of what your story was here today in in the podcast, which I think is really powerful and and really quite special. I mean, where you go, where's the trajectory now? Like, where do you see yourself in the future? I mean, I see myself, you know, continuing to do this type of work. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether or not I win at World Cup, I do have two other contests that I know I'm definitely interested in. Mm-hmm. I want to eventually try to make it back to Maryland Leather again, um, where I started. Um, it would be great to represent Maryland, where I born and raised. Even though that would be going back to something like that, it would be... In an, I don't think I would go to IML again, but there would be that, and the only other one would be American... Uh, the American Leather Man title. Because mm-hmm. what I had read about that in the past, when I had looked at it, it looked like there was a big focus on volunteering and community service. So those are the only two others that I would look at. But that would be down the road whenever. First, yeah. my focus on World Bear. Um, and if I win that, then I would be out of doing anything for until at least September of 2024. And at that point, probably would take a break. <laughs> yeah, take a break, would you? <laughs> I mean, you know, right after I stepped aside from my title, I, I'm i not one to take breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, I raised over $1,500, got a leather pride plot to replace the Philly leather pride plot. Oh, cool. We're trying to find um, that was lost somewhere during the pandemic. Yeah. This one is a 21 foot by 30 foot leather pride flag. You know, it's funny because when you say, like, I don't really take breaks, it sounds like you kind of um, have a fetish for service <laughs> to, some, to some degree. I don't... <laughs> let, me, let me just say this 2015, I was from 2015 to 2018. Here in Baltimore, I was on the board of the GLCCB, the mm-hmm. LGBT Community Center, which has since changed names and has changed a lot. But Pride 2015, 16, 17, and 18, I was lead vendor coordinator here in Baltimore. So you you enjoy being involved and getting your hands a little dirty, it I'm sounds like. the current treasurer for right. Clifton Pleasure Club. I also see here that you actually you you have your involvement with the with the clubs that you mentioned. Um, I also see that do you DJ drag show? Wait, do you do yes. drag? I de- no, I I did drag one time. Okay, <laughs> and there are pictures out there. If you there are some pictures out there, if you can find them. Okay, 
but I DJ drag shows. Okay, that's I've been fun. Those for over probably since 2010, 2011. Uh-huh. Uh, the way that started was somebody needed um, a DJ, and I was like, oh, I can get the sound system from the school that I work at. <laughs> sound system. <laughs> brought it over and oh my gosh david david hold up wait you stole a sound system from a school to take to a gay bar to dj a drag show <laughs> I, steal, I borrowed it uh-huh. <laughs> and i brought it back that's hilarious i love that though <laughs> oh my gosh that's incredible that was a interesting and since then i got my own sound system wow that's great that's great (laughs) but that yeah that was an it was when i did drag for the first time during my title year um colton had come up or had come over from uh utah and we did a drag fundraiser to raise money for trevor project oh wow we ended up netting close to a thousand dollars wow that's great and i never done track before i had only dj'd it <laughs> and i will say i don't wait think- david don't tell me you stole some lady's dress from the school too i did no <laughs> i actually the school was a k-12 boys private school that, okay. uh, <laughs> that i went to high school at in fact oh really okay yeah. Wow. And, that's, that's awesome. Um, we had myself, we had um, Colton. And if you've ever seen Duke and Drag, well, that's an experience. That's it. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, David, before we go here, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit on what your advice might be for somebody who does identify with having a disability and listening to your story here and, and going forward. Like, what would your advice be to that person? I would say don't give up. Consider it a challenge, not a disability, number one. Find ways that you can fit in and make your voice heard if there's events that you want to go to. Mm-hmm. Talk to those event organizers. Talk to those people. Let them know that you want to be involved. Also, Mm -hmm. there are the resources such as the Disability Accessible. I always want to connect with event organizers. So if I find out about any of them, like any event organizers, I will gladly provide them with that page. page And how how can we get connected with you? On Facebook. Mm-hmm. I have a page that I set up called Disability Accessible. Two words. Awesome. And I'll make sure to link that in the in the notes and as well. Anyone can follow that page, like and follow it. Um mm-hmm. and it's a way to not only keep up with what I'm doing, but I'm gonna put resources, different things there all the time. But I decided after spending enough time, you know, after the year where of course I had, I had the uh, Mr. Mayhem Leather Bear page. I was like, I can't just give up on, I can't just go quiet. So I decided I need to just create my own Facebook page, and I created Disability Accessible, and it's now a page that I'm using for my platform. And awesome, and I see that link here in the chat. I'll make sure to copy. Yep. 
all of these here, actually. I'll do that now. Awesome. Well, David, I want to thank you again for coming on the show and just being open to sharing with everything that you've shared today. Are there any last words that you want to shout out to our audience? Any any mentors of yours? Any Any shout outs to mom and dad? Nah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I just had my mother over at Clifton Puncher Club. Oh my gosh, David. <laughs> well, Clifton is the intersectionality of gay, straight, and everything. Oh, okay, I see. Uh, so I brought my parents there before, but this time my father wasn't feeling well. So okay. my mother came and, you know, she was just embarrassing me all night. Uh, <laughs> but um, I will say... Anyone that comes, if anyone's in the Baltimore area, come find me. I'm every Thursday night. I'm at Clifton Pleasure Club, unless we're closed. And if you want to learn more about what I'm doing, or get involved or help in any way, have ideas, please reach out to me. I'm on Facebook too. I just, you know, I really, I can't do the work alone. And I think, as I mentioned at the beginning. I had a roundtable discussion just last Saturday mm-hmm. at OKC Kink Weekend, and just hearing what some of those people said really helped me. So one last thing, if you have something that you might not consider a disability, think about it. You know, why you might not think it's a disability. If you feel like it's a disability to yourself, then it is. Mm-hmm. I had somebody that came to the talk last Saturday that said, I lost my sense of taste or smell. And I don't really consider that a disability, but it is a disability to them. Because it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Yeah. So whatever you have, you know, consider that own you. Awesome. Thank you again, David. Um, for our audience members, um, you can always find me on Instagram and Patreon as Leather Talk Mr. Bullet and Twitter as Brandon Bullet LA. Thanks again for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay kinky. Okay.